Welcome to episode number 149 of the Towel Lake Talk podcast. This is Casey. And this is Chris. 149, man. Like, what the heck? <laughs> talk, to me, talk to me in one episode and we can yeah. celebrate. Holy cats. Like, I can't even get my head around it, but um, I'm excited to be here. Me too. Me too. Can't um, my geekly enthusiasm for the news exactly, today. Exactly. Exactly. I usually save my... Uh, thank yous for the end, but um, you know I've got like, a good uptick of uh, listeners lately. So if you're new to the podcast, um, we've been doing this for 148 episodes. So <laughs> thank you for uh, listening. Think and, about um, it this way, people. It's been since the Flash was on season one. I think, like it was. It was. It's when our first our first podcast was really. Arrow and Flash, and it was like Arrow season two and Flash season one, and yeah. we really kicked it off with that. So kind of on a timetable there uh, with everything kind of where it's at with Crisis now. So awesome. Yeah. Awesome. So I, thanks, guys. Thank you. So before we get into the DC news, which we will be talking about, started off with Marvel. Um, first things first, Kevin Feige is taking over as all of Marvel chief creative officer. He added a new uh, title to his resume. So, um, you know, that literally makes all the sense in the world. The only thing I, I, I will say that is a little curious is that obviously TV he's heading and film he's heading, but comic publishing? Mm-hmm. What do you think about that? Uh, uh, I don't know what I think about that yet because... I'm still trying to swallow what this really means. Um, and since we have this discussion, uh, a little regular, uh, that what what happens when you try to, I, I don't know if they're really trying to bring everything together, um, make everything kind of match each other in a way. Um, I was thinking of that when I was reading X-Men yesterday. I was like, how are they going to treat X-Men when they bring them into the MCU? Do they start, you know, with you know kind of opening things up in the comics to match that you know a lot of things do match the movies now in the comics with marvel uh to a certain extent so i, I don't know i i'm 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 okay and i'm not okay with it i guess we'll have to see yeah you know in in as we always say in kevin feige we trust yeah so it's not a lack of a trust on his part it's more of movies tv all day every yes. Day. yes it makes sense the, the comic side is like, especially with what they're doing with, um, you know, we, we're going to talk about it some more, but like, you know, uh, X-Men, you know, what that's been doing, uh, 2099, the end, like all these big events that they got going on here. And it's like, I don't want to see that go away. And who knows? Maybe like maybe it's literally just someone going and, and passing them a comic and going, you know, what do you think of this? <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Maybe, maybe. To be honest with you, you know, we've been the biggest thing of contempt right now with Marvel before this new Dawn of X, I guess we should just say, um, is that it, it didn't really feel that connected. Um, it, it was kind of a mess. It was it was always these new number ones and they're always trying to find their way. And, um, you know, if they need somebody like Kevin Feige to come in and say X, Y, Z, you know, do it this way, you know, or you can listen to me if you want to. Um yeah, then just to give it kind of better 
I would say the consistency, better, you know, better storylines where, you know, fans are happy because I'm like you just said, I'm very happy where, where we're at right now. And I would love to see Marvel continue to uh, go with that uptick. So, yep, exactly. So um, we'll see what it means. Uh, you know, just in the, in the little nooks and crannies, that means now Joe Casada has stepped aside mm. and reports to Mikey <laughs> and, um, <laughs> Jeff Loeb reports to Kevin Feige. So, so, know, so it'll be like a cup of Joe with Kevin Feige. I don't know. I, maybe it's a cup of Kev. Cup I don't know. Kev. Cup of Kev. Yeah. <laughs> Just like, what is it? It's calf in, uh, in Star Wars for coffee. So maybe a cup of Kev. Yeah. Calf. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. That, uh, ah, it's just, it's kind of crazy. So it anyway, um, moving on animated x-men theme song possibly stolen um did you get a chance to listen to the other theme song that the guys claim i didn't i was gonna do it and i it, I, it, I totally blanked on it so i from what you said it's very compelling so oh it's i believe you i mean it, it is it's it's very much like this to me it's gonna get settled out of court like they're going to pay. I don't know who's going to pay because the problem is, is that at that time it's when Marvel was poor, they were selling the rights to everything. So the dude selling, or sorry, the dude is suing Disney. He's selling, uh, suing Amazon because Amazon put it out. He's, oh my God. Suing, uh, I think maybe universal or something. Cause they put out the DVDs. Like he's suing like everybody. And it's almost like he waited until, you know, they were like, cash positive in the most insane way possible to do this so even though disney is literally the last on the totem pole as far as anything to do with that animated series mm-hmm. like they're getting sued because they own fox so See? it's like <clears throat> it's it's ridiculous but honestly it does sound so much like it and as the argument says the guy said like this is the most almost iconic theme song that you can think of from your youth yep <laughs> like yep. i get it that's the only thing <laughs> i do too but this is really like don't ruin this for the rest of us if i yeah. can't watch x-men on disney plus right. this guy's public enemy number two right yeah yep exactly so anywho um we're gonna have to see just what that means and uh, you know like i said i couldn't i would not be surprised if somebody under the table is like here's 20 million or whatever it's going to be and you know what i mean like just don't talk to me <laughs> or we never hear from this guy again who knows oh yeah <laughs> or chief creative officer <laughs> <laughs> he's the cleaner that's he's right the, he's the, the wolf. wolf he's the wolf that's <laughs> right <laughs> all right so um over uh, Sony Pond Venom 2, um, Shriek will appear. Yeah. I thought that other chick was Shriek. I, may, who knows? Maybe now she is. <laughs> I don't know. I mean, you know, they, it's funny they haven't cast her. So perhaps yeah. um, this is kind of just alluding to that. Um, I mean, it makes sense with Maxim Carnage, you know, it's um, with Carnage coming. Um, Shriek played you know major role in that with the with the symbiotes the symbiotes uh the first time around with the comics uh so it makes sense that she'll be in this uh which is it's interesting 
uh, to say the least. Yeah. Um, yeah. I, I, you know, whatever. She's a main character within that world of Venom and Carnage and all that. So, yeah, let's see it. <laughs> um, okay. Yeah, I can't. I can't say anything negative. So, yeah, <laughs> we'll, we'll lose on that one. <laughs> no, it's whatever. But we're Not all winners in the end. That's exactly. That's all. <laughs> and then, um, so they say that Venom will lead into a confrontation between Spider-Man and Venom at some point. I don't know if it would be in the second movie or in the third mm. one or whatever. Um, third. I'm going to say third. I, I think, think that I think Venom 2 is going to be very still like Venom movie and bringing Carnage would be a lot. And then maybe Spider-Man shows up at the end, you know? Well, um, we also have Morbius. Like, that could be a post-credit sequence, too. It, like, because it's clearly uh, getting made and it's yeah. in this universe. So it's there's a lot of different directions. And yes, obviously, the duh, which we've said from the beginning, was where's spider-man because to us you can't have spider-man without venom and vice versa but yeah. they've done it uh, <laughs> that being said so i don't know uh it's inevitable i guess mm-hmm. but we'll see how it all turns out um hey at least we still have spider-man and disney that's if we can have both the best of both worlds then, yes hey i oh, first yeah very happy spider-man fan or yes. venom fan whatever i am yeah. <laughs> um, and then finally, um, Hawkeye is getting an eight episode run as opposed to the other shows that are getting six episodes. Awesome. So the budget's bigger. Um, it's $200 million for that budget. And that's just really because of, of putting in those two extra episodes. They're spending about $15 million per episode. Oh, okay. I was just going to say maybe it's cheaper to make Hawkeye so they can expand into two episodes but yeah I see what you're saying the math yeah, that's the all. math cool um, I can't that's the show I'm most looking forward to I think you know I'm really excited for the others I mean I love Winter Soldier and I'm really excited for that show but Hawkeye is like yeah that's probably number one on my list yeah and I think Hawkeye has a lot of potential to maybe bring in you know black widow i don't know what time it is like i'm more excited about the kate bishop thing and how to fuck that up because unlike the other shows like you know they're they're kind of still staying within their own uh mcu wheelhouse hawkeye is kind of like if you introduce kate bishop like you're introducing a whole new character carry on a franchise after this so a little bit different than like WandaVision where it's like, it's really those two. And then like even Bucky and um, Falcon, it's like, yeah, you're going to bring in like Asian 13 and you're going to bring in who else is coming in there. There's a couple mm-hmm. other people, but like they've already been. Baron Zemo. Yeah. See you. Yeah. So this one has the most potential to kind of go off script, which is cool. Um, all right. So let's jump across the pond. We got some, we got some big news here. Uh, we do. From- for the Batman, Matt Reeves, the Batman, which I still love that title. Um, mm-hmm. So first things first, Zoe Kravitz is set to play Catwoman. Um, it was an exclusive on Don't Forget a Towel <laughs> that we dropped that. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it's just great to just be able to use those words freely. <laughs> um, so true. I'm pumped. I'm really pumped because I like her a lot in uh, Big Little Lies. Um, 
and and you know to your point it's nice to see a woman of color getting a main role like this so uh what do you think yeah i will make that point clear to everybody since it was just between you and i the other day but um in this world of um everything now um there's no reason to keep whitewashing everybody so um it's the biggest complaint it's like you you, you cast the wrong iron fist people get mad justly you know it's like this this role could be played by anyone it's you know it you know if people want to complain i looked in the on the comments all the time for like racist stuff and, and stupid ass comments and the funny thing is is like people need to realize like catwoman was was a actress of color all the way back to like the 66 show you know so um, yeah, you yeah, know yeah, yeah. Exactly. so it's like wake up people this is the world we live in um let's get back to being normal people to each other so of course that's it of course um so yeah this this should be uh this should be interesting to see so in that we got a couple other pieces of casting news um jonah hill is out uh, as whatever. No one really knew what he was going to be. Obviously, everyone thought he was going to be Penguin, but that is not the case because he's gone. Mm-hmm. But who's coming in is Paul Dano as Riddler. Yes. Um, yeah, which is something you and I have been, you know, screaming. Like, we want to see Riddler in mm-hmm. one of these movies and in not Jim Carrey. So, you know what I mean? Like, finally, we're getting... I mean, <laughs> this guy, Paul Dano is like, one of the greatest actors the mm-hmm. dude like he's a chameleon he can be anybody he can be in any type of movie and really really excited to see what he can do with that character <laughs> absolutely and then you know it's just expanding the villains in this movie expanding the scope of the movie treating it like you know we don't have to have just one or two villains you know where it just re- is a repeat of the 90s movies so let's just open up the world of Batman and, and, and I believe in Matt Reeves um, vision so far. And, you know, I'm really excited for this movie. It's just so far away. When is it? 2021. Uh, which means they'll start filming next year, early next yeah. year, I guess. Yeah. But we're at least getting the casting news now. Okay. Right. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You're right. Um, <laughs> We got our first set photos uh, from James Gunn's Suicide Squad. Um, I can't even pronounce this guy's name. Yeah. Nuye Abaje. I don't know. Was that Mr. Echo? Yes. Yeah. Okay. So from Lost. Uh, He's not returning (laughs) as Killer Croc, but the whatever. That character. Yeah. Oh, it's terrible. And terrible just, interpretation of that stupid, character. Yeah, exactly. Oh, gosh. I love that character. But yes. Not the way it was interpreted, but better thing is what we saw in these set photos basically looks like Guardians 2.5. <laughs> yes. Yes. Um, I, when when James Gunn came out this week and was like, yeah, WB offered me basically anything I wanted to make this movie. Um, you know they're putting a lot of chips into it. Um and we have a lot of faith in what James Gunn can do. So um, this is the DC movie I am most looking forward to, um, you know, even beyond the Batman, beyond New Gods, everything that I love so much. But um, I do love Suicide Squad. Any Most of the things they've done with that uh, animated whatever has been really good. And I'm really hoping for a solid Suicide Squad movie because we know 
the first one, the Dave Dyer movie is, is, is good for the first half an hour. It's, yeah. you know, it's, it's, it really delivers there and then it falls apart. So unfortunately, you know, when WB was sticking their hand where it didn't need to be so often, um, you know, they're kind of stepping back now. So um, yeah, let these, let these movies get made, have faith in your filmmakers and um, let the fans be happy. God's sakes. Yeah. I think honestly, James Wan and Aquaman really paved that path because mm-hmm. the dude created an entire world that we had never seen before outside of James Cameron's mind. And it like really showed you that this dude who just makes horror movies and he made a fast and furious, made probably a billion dollars, whatever, but like smaller directors with like a better eye for this kind of stuff can really mm-hmm. expand upon you know, these characters and what they really mean to the fans. And James Gunn took characters out of fucking nowhere with Guardians and made them some of the most iconic characters of all time for for our generation. So it's just, let the dude do what he wants. (laughs) Absolutely. Um, And then going over to CW, uh, we got Crisis here. Um, So Stephen Lobo has been cast as Jim Corrigan, a.k.a. The Spectre, they did release a statement saying they didn't, they're not going to confirm or deny that he will actually be Spectre. Other right. Than he is Spectre. Yeah. yeah. Um, Don't put but, Jim Corrigan in things and say he's not the Spectre. It doesn't make right. any sense. Spectre right. plays a huge role in all, like... Isn't he, like, the main dude? In... It's him and the Phantom Stranger. You know? Yeah. So they're, like, those two entities that, that are, like, ebb and flow, the good, the, like, yin and yang... Um, so, um, you know, the specter showing up. I mean, yeah. there was, there was like Stephen Mel started that whole rumor before this cast, this casting was announced that he was going to be the specter. Like there was that thing. It was kind of wild this week. Um, That's so funny. yeah. Um, speaking of Stephen Mel, Arrow did drop its first episode, uh, this week. And now I want to talk about it, but did you watch flash? I know what happens at the end of flash. Okay. Okay. Um, so, because that was my thing with you is like, did you watch Arrow? Yes, I did. So, I know that it... Spoilers, it people. Yeah, spoilers, spoilers people. I haven't watched minutes. the first two episodes of Flash. I'm going to get caught up this weekend. But I know that they allude to the, the dark energy, whatever, coming towards and Earth 2 is, like, in its path or whatever. I, I, whatever it is, right? And so, the insane thing is, is, like, what I love is, like, they went from that episode into Arrow. And then, all of a sudden, like, that consequence happened, you know? So... Uh... So you didn't watch one. <laughs> There's still a big thing you're missing. At the end there, though, I'm talking about I'm talking about what I watched on Arrow and yeah, what I, they alluded I, to it with Flash. I'm not, I, you know what? It's it's fine. I don't, I don't want to get too deep into it. Yeah. But that's what I'm saying is like that kind of storytelling right now is amazing that you can just go from the one episode and predict it. Yeah. And go to the next episode and deliver it. Um, the fact that that the crisis is already starting, um, that this is, this is clearly, it's not just the road to crisis. It's the highway to crisis right now. And um, with two months before, before it starts, um, I mean, they're doing an awesome job planting the seeds and, you know, with arrow, what they just did um, is, is mind boggling to be honest with you. It's it's insane. It's awesome. Yeah. They're doing a really good job and um, flash, I don't even want to say. So, anyway, it's, it's don't say. Fun. I I'll watch it. It's yeah, just it. all right. Yeah. All right. So let's go over to Valiant. Um, 
they have confirmed hive mind confirmed Dinesh uh, <laughs> that mm. bloodshot trailer is going to be attached to Terminator Dark Fate, um, which comes out in a month. Yeah, November first week of November. First week of November. Okay, so just I a thought few so. Weeks I thought so, so with that being said, they are starting to hype this movie. Um, they are going to do a bloodshot novelization um, of the movie, which usually you only see that in Star Wars. Um, so that's curious you know they're they're clearly pushing it in the comics because he's getting his own series connected to that um vin diesel so and then you know we got the toys from mcfarland coming like it seems like they are trying (laughs) like even though we should have gotten a trailer a year ago it seems like they're trying what like what do you think of all this yeah i mean we went from not thinking it was real to, you know, not, you know, nothing. It was going to really happen to yeah. seeing that toy at Comic-Con. So, um, you know, they're not, the work's been put into it. Um, the only thing that really scares us is the fact that, that their whole movie verse kind of fell apart during this. So that's the only thing that's kind of making me think like, all right, what's going to really happen with this? Um, do these kind of sure they've just built a valiant universe on Netflix? Who knows? Who knows? But um, we got to give it we got to give it a chance and and really hope that they can deliver because you know these stories they they deserve to, the public to see them and and these characters to be you know pop you know at least as popular as, as other ones because they they do do great stories and they have a great uh, connected universe. So um, yeah, I. I skeptical but excited yeah yeah that's um that's it you know what i mean like that's the we're huge valiant fans you know mm-hmm. we've been talking about valiant forever to people who had no idea what we're saying and and we want this to success to succeed like that's the biggest thing you know what i mean so yeah i just I, want to turn a warrior freaking movie that's come on geez. where's my eternal warrior movie that, that'd be amazing the brothers you know, yeah, exactly. whatever, man. Yeah, um, you could you could do a you could do a movie series based on them alone, where you right. do an individual movie of each of them, and do and then do a a movie with all of them. Yeah, <sighs> absolutely. Who's right? Who's writing movies for these people? Yeah. Well, remember Eric Hessier is. That's right. Yeah, I mean, like that's uh, the thing. Award like, winner. <laughs> exactly. You have you have these names attached, and you and, and still you don't have like almost the faith that it's going to do well. That's kind of like the, the vibe I get. So I don't know. It's kind of worrisome. Yeah, I agree. Um, all right. And then switching gears to comic book news, not a lot of it, um, but the big one was that X-Men number one did come out. Hmm. <laughs> I didn't read it. I didn't get a chance to. Uh, it's okay. Um, I start, I have, I, I read like 10 epi- or ten uh, pages or so. And then it's yeah. like, 40 pages so i just i have not <laughs> so it's it, it's not a lot of stuff that not a lot of stuff happens what i like what i will mention what i like and you do see this is the family dynamic of yep. the summers um you get an idea of like of what's going on in the mutants lives like dawn of x or not sorry house of x uh <clears throat> powers of x gave you a, gave you the point of view of kind of like watching the main figures move the chess pieces around and, 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 and set up the story. Now we're diving into what's happening with our favorite mutants, our team, our X-Men. Yeah. Um, and, 
and you know we know what's going on behind the scenes we know what's happening and now it's it's been the stage has been set um and we joined the summers on their you know on their little house on the moon um and what i really loved about this was the star jammers um and what it did for me was um the fact that like they were there um you know they were just having little family reunion whatever um and seeing those characters and and just being like, oh yeah, I recognize these these people, um, and, and feeling comfortable reading an X Men comic, um, that's that's really big for me. Yep, yeah, I think um, to to your point. I mean, I haven't gotten too far in it yet, but everything you said so far is true. Is like the other stuff was kind of like so big like such heavy sci-fi concepts of just establishing like the new status quo that it really didn't focus on anybody other than like xavier mm-hmm. <laughs> and a little magneto and you know some Moria and stuff like that but like our individual x-men not as much and it's going to be nice to actually get reunited with the team because like for me there's characters i i've never read before like i just i don't even know them Right, exactly. Um, I've been following X Men, not not religiously, but yeah. you know, I've read I've read X Men every year since I, I don't even know when. You know, I really got back into House of M. Yeah. Uh, that really what brought me back in, and since then, there's been so much because of the popularity of events and whatnot, and and so much stuff with X Men that yeah, I don't know how a casual reader could even keep up with it or want to keep up with it because it was a mess. Um, and a lot of respect to Hickman uh, and Marvel for bringing this all back together and 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 delivering this this great storyline so far. So yep. that's that's it. So that is a good spot to take a quick commercial. We'll be right back. From the far reaches of the galaxy to an internet location near you. We're Don'tForgetAtowl.com, your daily source for geeky pop culture news, reviews, interviews, and so much more. So as you're hitchhiking your way through the universe, don't forget to travel safe, and don't forget a towel. DFAT Comics is the publishing branch of Don'tForgetAtowl.com, the only place to travel geekly. Focusing on creator-owned and independent titles like Hollowed, Pursuit of Plastic, and Fairy, and many more. DFAT Comics will be a mix of genres appealing to every kind of reader. Join the new source of comic book entertainment with DFAT Comics. We are back after those just insane commercials. They Um, are. They really are. Thank you so much to Tim McDonald uh, for doing those. You know, he... He's got a voice for radio, so <laughs> it is fun. Um, so anyway, so we're going to talk about Netflix for, you know, my favorite topic of all time um, right here is that Netflix issued a statement uh, the other day. A saying, warning. <laughs> I, I mean, a warning for themselves. To I, it's the, so to it's, shareholders. It is such a like aggressive word in this i was like warned oh my gosh (laughs) yeah go ahead ahead. yeah to their shareholders basically saying that increased competition from the launch of new streaming services they're literally talking about disney plus and apple tv plus which both come out 
next month um, could 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 be harming subscriber growth. And they also said that they may have made a mistake with increasing the prices, especially with those two people coming in at like, I think it's like $6.99 and $7.99 a piece. Um, and to combat these trends, Netflix is going to continue to invest billions of dollars in new content to keep subscribers hooked. So, well, what do you think of this first? Because I, you know, I've, of course, got my own theories and all that fun stuff, but... Um. Yeah, I I really thought that, that that price increase was kind of a mistake when they did it. Um and I I as much as I want to say I I believe what Netflix is doing and I feel that, you know, I don't mind paying that every month. Um I we're gonna really see. We're gonna see how long Disney can keep the price. We're fine for three years, but um we're gonna see how long Disney can keep the price where it is. Um and I think that eventually we'll, we'll they're all going to meet in the middle somewhere. So I think like 10 bucks. Yeah. 10 to 12 bucks. Disney can't raise their prices. Not yet. Not a lot. They could after one year. They can after one year and they can only raise it by like 50 cents a dollar. Mm-hmm. But, um, I, okay. So you know, I don't want to get into Disney yet. Cause like you said, we're locked in at that cheap price and, most people now, like there's a deal going on right now, I think, where it's only $5 a month. So um, they are trying to get as many people as, as possible. We have said this from the beginning, or at least the beginning of the Disney Plus getting announced. We're going to talk about that a little bit more in a minute. But like they don't, Netflix has nothing outside of Stranger Things to make it marketable to other people. And that's it. They've got some great documentaries, they've got some great series. But the only thing that sticks to people past the the initial weekend of binging is Stranger Things. And that's it. And yep. and when you go and stack it against, you know, some of the things we're going to talk about with Disney Plus, I'm sorry. It just doesn't. Like, even Apple, they're, they've got Spielberg. You know, they've got Ron Howard. They've got some people. Yep. But, like, we, we're going to have to see how that goes and see what, you know, lucky it's, like, five dollars a month or six dollars a month so it's so cheap that you could you could gamble on it for a little bit but that's the thing with netflix it's like you raise your prices and you didn't have the foresight (laughs) of like maybe we should start making uh you know uh, (laughs) masters of the universe toys and she-ra toys and you know we got voltron you know some of the kids stuff but like these guys really need to like get their head out of their ass because like Spending more money when you're bleed, you're about to bleed money. I don't know if that's a good idea. Yeah, where's that? Where's that money coming from? Um, I know where it's coming, but at the same time, you can't justify it. Are your shareholders going to say, "Yeah, go ahead, spend billions of dollars, billions"? I mean, okay. they've spent. Yeah, they've already spent billions, but yes, yeah, yeah it's more. Uh, Come on, um, yeah, I don't know, whatever. So we'll see. We can't, you know, it's, we got so much coming out. It's, you know, the HBO serve HBO Warner brothers service is coming out. Yeah. That's next year. You know, and you know, again, just, they've got, they can insane. see a thousand Harry Potter TV shows and everybody mm-hmm. in the world knows Harry Potter. So, you know, like, what are you going to do Netflix? That's, that's your issue. Yeah. They had Marvel and everybody loved it. Yeah. They and... need to actually grab more IPs that people know, uh, like the Witcher. You know what I mean? It's already got a yes. dedicated fan base so that you can start 
merchandising off of that. Like they need to start buying up things that people already are way familiar with, like steal like Rick and Morty away from Cartoon Network or some shit. You know what I mean? Like mm. that's, you know, fucking Disney's got Simpsons, you know? <laughs> oh, anyway. All right. Let's, um, let's switch gears away from Netflix for a minute and uh, talk about some TV stuff coming. So Stephen King's The Stand um, is, is, working up on their casting news. We've got Heather, Heather Graham's coming to it, Catherine McNamara, um, as well as Yeon Bailey um, have all been cast in the stand. So, I, you know, I've never watched the original because I got bored out of my mind, but, like, I am excited to see a new interpretation of it. Yeah, I'm not a big fan of the stands, um, <clears throat> but I love Stephen King, and I think that... Um, I would watch a new version of this and probably hopefully not get bored, but I, I, I don't know. There's, uh, it's so long. Um, and you know what, which is good too, because that, I mean, Stephen King writes mega long stories. And when you faithfully adapt things like that, it's, it's, it's hard. It's hard not to make it long and you really have to put a lot of substance into it. So, um, you know, hence why dark tower failed, uh, Things like that. So, I don't. Uh, whatever. I'll watch it and then I can judge it. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, you know, good casting. They've already, you know, they already yeah. got crazy casting like Alexander Skarsgård, James Marston, Whoopi Goldberg. I mean, they. It's, it's gonna be. It's gonna be interesting. It's gonna be good. Um, so, moving on. Netflix is gonna be doing an animated Bone series. So. What? I guess, you know, what I said, like uh, a property that's been around for a long time. They're going yeah. to put some money into that. So, you know, they did it with Dark uh, Dark Crystal. Like, that was smart. But where are the toys? Where are the T-shirts? Where are the fucking soundtracks? Like, come on. Oh, guys. no, that's that stuff's all, all the, yeah, but the Dark Crystal has all that stuff. I know, I know, but I'm saying, like, where's the ones for Resistance? It's, it's out there. That's oh, what I'm saying. Yeah, oh. Funko, Funko made reaction figures, pops. Um, right. they have, they, Sorry. <laughs> they merchant, they merchandise this, but I'm not like, that's, that's the positive step there. Um, I'm not sure how much of a kickback Netflix even gets on that though, you know? So, yeah, they got it. I mean, they got to get something. Um, maybe, maybe. Uh, so yeah, phone. Um, I read that a little bit when I was a kid, so yeah. Try it. Uh, Mike Magnolia is going to be doing a live action anthology series uh, mm. based off of his The Forever House. Um, I don't really know much about it because I've never read it, but it's based off of tales of folklore around the world. So sounds like in Fairy the comic. <laughs> Which also sounds like the, the Jim Henson series too. Sirens. Oh, yes. I know what you're talking about. What was it? Sirens or something? I don't know. But hey, Mike Mignola, uh, awesome. Like, I, this, you know, I love anthology series and we just don't get enough of them. So call me, call me in. And I like Storyteller Mike- Sirens. Sorry. Storyteller. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Storyteller. That's what it was. So, um, you know, what do you think? I mean, it sounds cool to me. Yeah. I love anthology series. Um, and I love those kind of stories, those kind of like um, tales. So why not? What is this going to be on? Don't know. It's not picked up. Yeah, no, it's not even in production yet. It's just, oh, okay. 
they announced it and we'll see what happens. Hmm. Yeah. Um, all right. And then Watchmen on HBO is getting good reviews. Um, people have seen, I think there's eight episodes and they've seen six of them so far. Yeah. I read a review yesterday. Um, and they said it's very, it's just a continuation, you know? Yep. I hear they do a very good job of entwining current politics, like the political, um, environment that we live in as well. Mm -hmm. Um, that there's a lot of things that, you know, they, uh, nice thing about Watchmen was, yeah, it's a little, it is, it's very grounded. Um, while they do reach with like Dr. Manhattan and some super things like that, um, it is a very serious tale of, um, you know, of our society. And I'm, I'm hoping that they get it right with the TV show as well. So I'm looking forward to that. Uh, my HBO is up and running and, uh, it starts when this, this week, the 20th, I think the 20th, the first episode drops like two days, I think. Yeah. Drops this this weekend. So, um, very, very, yeah. Sunday. Very, very excited. Yeah. I'm, um, I'm looking forward to adding another show to my roster. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, Speaking of adding shows to your roster. <laughs> yeah, so Disney Plus uh, <laughs> did announce everything that's going to be coming out for day one. <laughs> and it's stuff like from the Disney Channel, from the wonderful world of Disney, um, stuff from like Disney like, Afternoon. I mean, Disney, <laughs> like, I mean, stuff yeah. going back to the 60s, like oh, coming up. And beyond, before that. Is it even? I, yeah, geez. Forties. Is like, like tug tugboat Willie there? That original like steamboat you know, Willie. <laughs> steamboat Willie. Is it steamboat? I, I think so. I just played that board on Kingdom Hearts two. Okay. Um, uh, you're yeah. Steamboat Willie, nineteen twenty eight. Yeah. So, shit. You know, like that's crazy, dude. That that list blew my mind. It, I can't even wrap my my mind around it yet. I wanted to see. I just wanted to boot up November twelfth. I want to see that see how it's all lined up on my TV and just start watching. It's, yep. it's amazing. I mean, hey, it's like, I read something the other day. It's funny. They're like, yep, we're putting this in the vault. Never going to, never again. Oh, we're pulling everything out of the vault. Here's the vault on your TV. <laughs> everything. Um, one thing I also noticed that they, they're putting out day one is the documentary about the making of the parks. Oh, nice. Yeah, I was like, whoa, okay, it's like a new documentary made for the channel. So Ooh. that's the other kind of, you know, I, we eat that kind of shit up, that behind the scenes stuff. So I, I was like, I cannot wait to watch this kind of stuff. Yeah. <laughs> like, they've got to have archives devoted to making these movies that they never release. And that this is the kind of place to, to keep people involved. Just like the WWE Network. Mm-hmm. Like they go behind the scenes on making all the shows and like making the wrestlers and like that's what keeps people around. Yep, agreed. Um, all right, so let's switch gears over to movies. Um, MPH Neil Patrick Harris is joining the Matrix. Um, and Jada Pinkett Smith may be returning as Nio- Niobe. Hmm. She was in that. Remember, she was in that spinoff uh, game. Yes. Yep. You remember that Matrix game? I do. <laughs> I do still, remember that Matrix. Still within canon. Yeah, and her character was the star of that. So, um, you know, sure. 
I'm all for the casting of, in this game or in this, <laughs> this movie so far. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. This, I am very excited for this movie. Um, I, you know, the Matrix really changed the way I looked at science fiction in 99, and um, maybe it'll do it again. So, uh, more and more they, they talk about this movie, the more and more they add to it, uh, the more excited I get. So, Let's, yeah. let's do it. Let's go back into the Matrix. That's right. I never left. <laughs> um, AMC Theaters have announced their own streaming service, which is... I don't even know why this exists. So you pay like a certain amount of money, and then you can rent movies and maybe get discounts on tickets if you go to the theater. And it's like the movies that are announced for it are like free on Amazon prime and stuff. I'm just like, why do you exist now? If you said, and this will never happen because the studios won't allow it. But if you said you could go see Joker in the theater, or you can see Joker at your house day one, or maybe even a week later or a month later in HD and that costs money. I would do it. I would, I wouldn't even think twice about it. I would do it. Because there's a lot of movies I'd like to see in the theater. I can't make it out to the theater. But it's not even that. There's a lot of movies that I'm not going to waste money to go see in the theater because it's not worth it, to be honest with you. If you can get a good deal on a ticket, that's fine. You want to go see it as a matinee for five bucks, that's fine. But these all these people clamoring out there like Marvel movies need to go away or XYZ needs to happen for Hollywood. You know what? This is what you need to be talking to like the studios and stuff about go, go complain to them, go complain to them that most people are sitting on their couch watching things, because that's, that's what I'm going to do with 90% of the movies out there. They do not deserve, not, not that they don't deserve, but they do not. I don't need to go to the theater anymore. It's it's, we have theaters in our house. This is, this AMC thing is ridiculous. I was going to say the same thing as you. If, if you're not doing something new, then they get out of here. You might as well partner up with Netflix and just try to strengthen yourself in them because it's just, it's such a waste of time. It's, it, it's, it's so redundant. Yeah. It's so stupid. It's I like, mean, we're in that, I'll, we're in that stage. You're right. You should be able to say, I will pay $10 to watch this movie or I'll pay, I'll pay 20 bucks. And my whole family can watch this movie. You know what I mean? Yeah. Dumb. Stupid. Yeah. yeah. I mean, that Adams family movie, like, you you tell me that yeah like you just said charge more you want to charge me twenty bucks and I can and I can watch it for like twenty four hours mm-hmm. and that's cheaper than all my kids going to the theater sure I will never be able to get rid of the theater experience though no and there's certain movies that deserve to be seen um, in theater in that in that in the format you know in, correct. In, film that and that's that's my point but these act these actresses and actors who come out and say well you should be watching this drama in the theater no i'm not, yeah, I'm not gonna, gonna spend work. money to go to jexy in the theater <laughs> god <laughs> come on people. all right so speaking of a movie that i would see in a theater yes though, um which is edge of tomorrow uh doug lyman has confirmed that the script for part two is done <laughs> Um, that movie was fucking brilliant. Um, the first one, it's one of the, all you need is kill the manga. I need to like go back and watch it again. Cause it's been a while and I own it, but, um, yeah, yeah. great movie and sure. Let's, let's get going on it. Um, I'm going to say one thing. This is, this is like that. This is like that wash, rinse, repeat thing. Um, 
I feel like we've talked about this this exact same topic at least once every month. It's like, <laughs> is this movie going to get made or are we just going to talk about it, the same thing, over and over again? Uh, yeah. That's what I feel like we're in a loop with it. So if... <laughs> Just make it already, would you? <laughs> I think that's the point, right? For that game, for that movie. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. It's just like, like Groundhog Day. Yes, that's that's what I'm saying. It's just very, it's very strange that we have the same bit of news every time we talk about the movie. Yeah. <laughs> so. Touche. Um, that's funny that you say that. All <laughs> right. So, uh, and then finally, Bruce Campbell uh, confirms that they do have a director in place for an upcoming Evil Dead film. What? Uh, <laughs> No word necessarily if it's like a sequel to the reboot or if it's just like a one-off movie. If he's coming back, it better be a sequel to the goddamn TV show. Is what it better be? Maybe you know. So like, um, (laughs) you know, who knows? That director better be Sam Raimi. (laughs) Yeah, I don't know. Uh, That's a weird one, right? Like, where's Sam Raimi been? Like, right. That's crazy, actually. Now you think about it, where has he been? I know he's been producing, but he hasn't been behind the camera in a very long time. He's working his, his he's working up his strength to make Evil Dead. <laughs> I don't know. Um, so anyway, exciting at some point when it happens. Yes, yes. <laughs> at some point. Um, all right. Why don't you take over? Yeah, man. So uh, not too much today in video game news, but. Um, we are we are seeing the launch of the new Borderlands 3 DLC dropping, uh, including toy box weapons, polling skins, and more. Uh, so the Bloody Harvest event is coming soon. And so, um, you know, they're dropping a bunch of stuff just in anticipation of that. So um, a lot of cool stuff going into that. Uh, there are five cosmetic packs as well. Uh, they're going for, for USD, uh, $4.99 a piece. Uh, and then also uh, for us that, you know, ordered our super edition um they are they are going to be available to us because we we spent our savings on that um so yeah very cool um i love that this is the format they're going with uh just it's different from what they've done before and um i'm really excited to get back into it because i haven't played enough borderlands three as of late to be honest with you yeah last couple of weeks just been a little bit busy but um yeah. i'll take this next thing um so they they've been releasing patches since the beginning yep. and making adjustments um mostly for the worst to be quite honest with you where they the most recent one they've been taking some of the best guns and making them uh less um worthy and like so making them less powerful and the problem is, is that Borderlands is not a PvP game. Like, I can understand, you know, making those adjustments when you're playing Call of Duty because you could, like, take one gun and be, like, the most powerful person on the board. Borderlands is against other people and, and monsters and stuff like that. So you got a powerful gun. Just make it more powerful or make another gun that's more powerful. Don't even mess with the guns that we currently have. It's stupid. Yeah. So... They did that, you know, they made some changes to the social um, thing where they took the amount of money that you made and, and gave you less, which was stupid as well, because again, we're playing these for ourselves and maybe our friend next to us. Let's have the most fun we can blowing people up because that's the name of the game. <laughs> Looting and shooting. 
So if you want to take away the two best things in the game, I I think it's going to be an adjustment. And one thing I will say about Gearbox is that they do listen to the fans, which is why I think we even got a Borderlands 3 as good as it is. So, which is great. It's a great game. I think that they just got to listen to the fans a little bit more closely and realize don't mess with the guns. Like, make different guns, make them better, but don't take away the powerful ones that we have now. Yeah, move moving forward, not backwards. Exactly, exactly. All right, sorry, go on. That's all. We're good. Let's go into Star Wars news. Uh, we've been waiting in high anticipation for the uh, the next Rise of Skywalker trailer, and so it's been rumored, 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 but. Uh, it looks like it's going to be dropping Monday, uh, and I'm, it's going to be on um, Monday Night Football. And so, and right after that, the, the tickets will be available. Uh, so get ready for the internet to break as usual. Yeah. Um, you know, obviously I'm excited. I don't even want to watch the trailer, but we're going to because of what we're going to talk about in a second. But um yeah, I just I'm more excited about getting my tickets and knowing okay, this is happening. <laughs> and that's that's what I'm most excited about and seeing how the end of the Skywalker trilogy or saga or whatever the hell you want to call it ends, so pretty wild. Pretty wild. Absolutely. Um real quick, I just have a a piece of information um that just came out like 2 seconds ago. Apparently on the HBO Max streaming service, they're going to have every Studio Ghibli movie because Warner Brothers owns them. <laughs> Except for maybe like Kiki's Delivery Service, which was owned by Disney at some point. But yeah, so that's Jeez. cool. That's crazy. I love those movies. So that's crazy. <laughs> Excellent. Um, all right. So sorry. Go on. Uh... Sorry, I want you to take over. Yeah. Well, so... Jedi Fallen Order, um, people have gotten some more hands-on time with it. Uh, I, IGN put out a pretty extensive review of their their hours with it, and it's it was getting touted as a mix between God of War's playstyle, nice. Uncharted, and Tomb Raider's like cinematic like craziness where you're like scaling walls, and then like you know you'll slip off of a cliff and have to figure out how to get it. And then Zelda's dungeon, um, uh, like crawl, crawl, and I guess the same thing with Uncharted and in um, Tomb Raider, where you got to solve puzzles. Yep. So, okay, and you add a lightsaber with God of War combat, game over. Take my money, take all of it for the rest of my life. <laughs> yep. Yeah, that's, that's it. it. That's it. Can't wait. Yeah, it's just... Um, I've had this game ordered since day one <laughs> with faith that we would get a good Star Wars game in our modern times. So... Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah, I mean... I, I, I don't want to watch anything else for this. I just want to play it. That's it. Yep. So excited. That's all. When is it? November 12th? No, that's... that's it's Disney Plus Day, isn't it? I'll look um, it up. I'll look it up. No, but I think you're right. Is it? It was November 15th. November okay. 15th. <laughs> I think it was three days. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. November 15th. So Excellent. Excellent. 
yeah and so more more coming out right now like more reviews um within the actually today like in the last 10 minutes like people are saying like this is it like finally <laughs> awesome awesome all right cool and then uh what was the last thing we are getting together with some of our fellow star wars fans and we're going to be doing a discussion. Um, so we do this little little chat on Facebook Messenger. Uh, we have a little group called Star Warriors. And uh, so we'll be getting together and recording a uh, podcast episode. Yeah, so stay tuned for that. We're going to have a lot of different geeks who have come on to like, talk throughout the years, including some other um, local podcasters here to the Western New York area. So we're going to have a good geeky discussion all about uh geekly discussion all about Star Wars um and everything. Yeah, it'll be fun. Be fun. So, what time is it? It is time to pursue some plastic. All right, toy enthusiasts. Uh we got we got a few things to run through today. Uh, first up, uh, Funko has announced a pre-use exclusive Thanos pop. Uh, this one will be, as usual, pre-use exclusive, like a little metallic shine to it. Um, and it's Thanos doing the snap. And it comes exclu- exclusive with a uh, like issue 12 of Guardians of the Galaxy. So it's very random. Um, so this is cool. Uh, if you're still collecting pops, I love that you know pops have evolved over the years into more uh more motion like not motion but you know more action looking uh like this with a snap or like spider-man going through the air and stuff like that so pops have become a lot more dynamic uh so you can get this you can get the regular version of thanos uh with a snap or you can check out wherever you can find previous exclusive stuff sweet very sweet i like yeah i like what you said as far as like they they've added a lot more motion i also saw like this Mandalorian or Boba Fett like Target exclusive that was like giant sized yesterday. They've been doing so many of those now. It's um, like crazy. There's yeah, there's like there's like ones that go for like a hundred dollars now that are like bigger than Maddie and they're like two feet tall. Yeah. Uh or something like they do the ten inch now. Um is is well this was two feet tall. I mean it was okay, big. that's the that's the one. Yeah, those yeah. are the ones they're doing now, which are crazy. it's crazy to have like, oh, yeah, I'm going to spend $100 on a pop that's going to be as big as my child. Yeah, it was um, <laughs> It's cool. So they're doing those, and I had, Funko is just ruling the world of collectibles. So their <laughs> their licensing is insane. So, so it's the greatest licensing achievement of all time, to be honest with you. It is. I have never, I have never seen so many PRs in my life where you get, like, numerous ones a week where it's like, oh, my gosh, you just picked up that license. So very impressive. Very impressive. Congratulations, Funko, because I, you know, when we started working with them, um, Funko was popular, but their, their popularity has skyrocketed in the last few years here. So skyrocketed. Um, Next up, Mezco has put up the latest uh, 112 collective action figure. And this one, uh, actually it's a two pack. So we knew that, uh, uh, the Inhuman Black Bolt would be getting the plastic treatment um, and he would be coming with Lockjaw. Uh, this is cool. Uh, it's a two-pack for $130. Uh, there, There is a light-up effect for Lockjaw's uh, little thing on his head. Um, 
yeah, it's 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 fine. Yeah. <laughs> I'm glad that you said that because that that was my thoughts. I was like, okay. <laughs> yeah, it just it's, I'm just always happy when I don't have to get excited, like not excited, but I don't have to jump in and be like, oh my god, I got to order that, you know. Yeah. So I really don't. Um, I'm not a huge Inhumans fan. Uh, it's it's kind of funny this comes up this week because they're that whole that whole Inhumans movie thing is circling again with with Vin Diesel and and things like that or or them showing up in the Marvel universe. It's like they did that show and now they're just erasing it. So um, very what interesting. show. The human show. Exactly. Yep. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. Thank you. Thank you. Um, next up uh, with, you know, Marvel Universe things or Marvel Cinematic Universe things that we do embrace. Um, the, the latest hot toys from Endgame have been shown off. We get Lebowski Thor and Smart Hulk. Um, you know, two kind of surprising you know, aspects or, or how they treat the characters in that movie. Uh, so if you're into those looks, uh, yeah, the expensive action figures are on their way. Yeah. I mean, like that's the bigger thing, right? If you're into those looks, cool. (laughs) (laughs) I'm not, not enough for a hot toy. No, I would get like, if I'm going to get a Thor, I'm going to get the infinity war Thor. (laughs) Exactly. I'm going to get the most badass Thor or, or even, um, uh, the last Thor movie, you know what I mean? Like that's the Thor. I want. Oh yeah, that's that's my mesco. That's the mesco I have for that. Right, <laughs> exactly. So that's, that's all. That it's is. just it's fine, but yeah. Um, and then the Hulk. I like the Hulk that he has the gauntlet. I think that's cool. Yeah, yeah. I liked I liked how they treated Hulk in that movie. I like Smart Hulk. I think it's I think it's a good idea. But I'm not buying the hot toy. Yeah, 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 yeah. 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 <laughs> Anyways, um. You love dinosaurs? I love dinosaurs. I love Legos. Um, so Legos doing something pretty cool. If you want to have a little natural history museum on your desk, um, they're making <laughs> fo- uh, fossils, uh, fossils, you know, dinosaur skeletons uh, that you can build and display. So, I, you know, that's pretty awesome because they look cool. <laughs> they really do. Yeah, this is one of those things, like, it's almost like a no-brainer, right? It's like 60 bucks, and you get two sets, three sets, because you can get a pterodactyl, too. So, um, honestly, it kind of feels like a small price to pay. Like, I want those. <laughs> uh, yeah, like, someone even wrote in the comments, $60, spared no expense. <laughs> like, so, what is it? You get all three for 60 Yeah, that's the thing. Like, people are saying, like... That's oh, crazy. That. that is crazy. I thought they were sixty dollars a piece. No, uh, no. Wow, I know. Those are great. They're a good size too. I know. Oh man, I'm buying that. Yeah, yeah. I'm not exactly. Even... Wow. Okay. Wow. This is like the first time in a long time where like Lego is it is affordable for the price point. Yes. Correct. Right. 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 Not yeah. that I won't spend the money on Lego, but yeah. <laughs> <it's> like... <laughs> You know, you all know what we're saying out there where Lego is worth more than gold sometimes. Um, And then finally today uh, in Dinosaur News, uh, uh, the Kickstarter um, called Beast of the Mesozoic uh, has successfully been funded. Uh, David Silva has been in the the toy sculpting business for a long time. He worked for McFarland Toys uh, for a while. He now, I believe, is currently employed for NECA, and he's doing this as a side project. uh, my friend Michael Wilkins does uh, action figure photography for him, uh, and so he 
he actually brought this to my attention. Uh, and so this, this Kickstarter just ended uh, racing over $270,000. Uh, and it's the Ceratopsian series. The, the first one was all about the raptors. Um, so you got all of those. And I've never, like, I knew there was a lot of different dinosaurs within each different species. Um, but it's insane how many uh, he was able to kick out, especially with the, the stretch goals. So congrats, congrats. Yeah, I'm pretty, um, pretty impressed. I think, you know, it made more money on the Raptor set, but I think it's just because Raptors are cooler. But yeah. at the same time, because these match up to three and a quarter scale or whatever they are, like... One eighteenth. Huh? Yeah, one eighteenth scale or, you know, four inch figures. Yeah, yeah. Um, yep. You could put, you know, your G.I. Joes or like Star Wars Black Series and like put them on a dinosaur mm-hmm. <laughs> and ride them into battle. So exactly. Wait till he starts making Tyrannosaurus Rexes. You know, it's like yeah, jeez. And the nice thing is, like these are very accurate, um, especially since so much has changed with dinosaurs and what we understand of them lately, um, with them having more feathers and stuff. Uh, it's it's actually really interesting because there really has never been high high quality collectibles based on dinosaurs where people have actually went out and wanted to spend this kind of money on it. So it's it's cool to see that there's that kind of draw and 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 audience for that. Hmm. We okay. live in such a cool, geekly world, my friend. We do. It is a time to be alive. That's it. All right. So, uh, Casey, where can you find us? Oh, my gosh. All over this internet. All over the Matrix. Uh, don't forget a towel.com. <laughs> we place to travel geekly, news, reviews, interviews, and more. Um, got a few interviews in the pipeline coming through uh from local game developers here in rochester we've got a couple of uh tv and movie stars coming down the way as well a lot more game reviews coming so uh, you know if you guys are listeners of the cast you haven't checked out the website please check out the website um you know communicate with us on on their social media and facebook and instagram and twitter and all that and we're always happy to talk to all of you Absolutely. And, you know, um, anybody out there listening, um, you're a writer, you're a creator, uh, you want to you want to get your work out there, um, you know, get a hold of us. We would love to, you know, feature you or if you want to if you want to, you know, write for us, you know, we always have spots open in the various, uh, you know, things we cover. So, you know, let's do it, guys. Yep. Join the Towelite Nation. Exactly. Exactly. So this is Casey saying, go out there and read your comics. (laughs) And this is Chris. We'll see you next time.